Chapter 9 of Wopsy, The Adventures of a Guardian Angel by Gerard F. Scriven, W.F. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter 9 Wopsy and the Poro Devil. Nuckanucka was having an important conversation with some of her friends. At least you would have thought it was important. The black heads were so close together. Every now and then they would look around anxiously to see that no one was listening. No one was listening, for there was nobody anywhere near. But Nuckanucka kept saying, Don't talk so loud, they might hear. And every time she said this, a frightened look came into the eyes of the other women, and their voices were hushed still more. I've heard, said Maluya, in a thrilling whisper, that there are people who leave their bodies when they are asleep, and then their spirits go about doing wicked things. They spoil the crops, and they creep into the huts and make people ill. Eh, ooh, ooh, said the other women in chorus. And sometimes, went on Maluya, sometimes their spirits go into animals and birds, and they attack people and other animals. Once I heard of a man in the village where I used to live, who became a leopard every night, and killed people in other villages. Then one night a leopard was killed in the next village, and when he went to the man's hut in the morning, we found that he was dead, too, and that proved it. Yes, said Nakanaka, nodding her curly black head wisely. The words of Maluya are true words, but there are some who are worse than the leopard men. I have heard, and she looked all round fearfully, that the poor old devil is in the woods these days. Ah, woo-eh, exclaimed the other women. There is a man in this village, went on Nakanaka, who has scars on his face and on his back. I believe they are the marks of the poor old devil, and I think he is a poor old man. That means that we must be careful about the children. The other day I was coming back through the forest with my little boy, and I know that man was in front of us. Suddenly there was a whistle in the bushes, and he whistled too. I am sure that if I hadn't been there, the poor old devil would have taken my boy away, and I shouldn't have seen him again, till he came back with cuts and scars on his face and back. Then he would have been a poor old man. The poor old devil doesn't walk like a man. He comes flying over the bushes, whistling and howling. He's off with a boy before you can look round. Be careful these days. Indeed, Nakanaka was so worried that she called Shiny over and warned him about going into the woods when it was dark. The other women got up and went off to cook their husband's banana suppers. Wopsy was glad Nakanaka had warned Shiny about the poor old devil, who was really a man possessed by the devil. Wopsy wasn't worried about the other spirits the black women had talked about, he was sure that some day the good missionaries would teach these people about superstitions, but the poor old devil was different. Some days after this, Shiny went off into the forest with a friend of his called Majinja. They wandered on until they came to where the path divided. Shiny wanted to go one way, and Majinja wanted to go the other, so they had a fight about it. As neither really won, they separated, and each took a different path. Wopsy didn't mind the fight. Shiny was always having fights but he was a bit anxious when Shiny set off along the path by himself. Shiny didn't know where that path went, but Wopsy did, and he didn't like it. Wopsy even whispered in Shiny's ear, but the boy didn't take any notice. Wopsy began to get very worried and began flitting about the forest. The path where Shiny walked was narrow, and you couldn't see more than the yard into the dense forest on either side, but Wopsy saw everything. He went to see where the lions were and the snakes, so that they should not go near Shiny. Farther on beside the path he saw something that made him more anxious than ever. He watched carefully for a minute, 
Then he looked at Shiny, who was still hurrying along the path. Wopsy flew off quickly through the trees, and stopped only when he came to a den in the ground. Shiny hurried on, not quite knowing where he was going, still thinking of what he ought to have done to Majinja. Suddenly, however, there was a peculiar whistle in the bush just beside him. He stopped, suddenly frightened, but before he had time to do anything, a pair of strong black arms caught him round the waist, and he felt himself being carried off. He cried and shrieked, but there was nobody in the forest to hear him. When Wopsy came to a certain den, he looked carefully for a minute, watching four great eyes that shone in the darkness within. He went in boldly and saw a lion and a lioness lying there, with four cubs playing around them. He went up to the lion, an enormous one it was, and whispered in his ear, for angels know how to talk to lions. The lion growled softly and began moving his great tail, and suddenly stood up and roared. It was a tremendous roar. At once there was a great silence in the forest. All the birds stopped singing, the monkeys stopped chattering, all the four-footed beasts who heard stood still and looked all round with big, frightened eyes. At the same time, on the forest path, a strange man with scars on his face and back stopped for an instant, and then hurried on quickly, while the small boy under his arm became suddenly silent. Wopsy whispered once more to the lion, who roared again, and then padded softly out of the den into the forest. Wopsy sometimes flew in front of the lion, sometimes he held on to the lion's tail and flew along behind, sometimes he stepped on the lion's back and had a ride. On went the lion, while the timid things of the forest scampered away on either side. But they need not have been afraid, the lion wasn't looking for them. Straight on he went, gliding through the tall grasses, jumping through the hanging creepers like a great cat. Yet hardly a sound did he make. On he went till he came near the forest path, and he crept even more quietly than before. Suddenly he threw his head back and gave a mighty roar. The scarred man who happened to be quite near on the path gave a great leap, dropped shiny, and rushed off up the path. For an instant the lion stood still, swishing his great tail backwards and forwards. Then he leaped into the air, but the black man leaped too, and the lion just missed him. The man gave another leap onto the branch of a tree and climbed up as quickly as he could. The lion came and sat under the tree while his tail gently brushed the ground behind him. Meanwhile, Shiny was running as fast as he could in the other direction. He ran on and on while Wopsy flew along overhead. Suddenly the forest thinned and came to an end, and Shiny knew he was back at his own village. It was a very quiet Shiny who crept into the hut, resolved that he would never again go into the forest alone. He didn't know who had frightened him the most, the big man or the lion. He couldn't know yet that it was his own guardian angel who had brought the lion. Could he? End of chapter 9